in a dorm, <clears throat> right? From near the top of the page, the famous story with Rabbi Kiva. We're at the third line on Dafnum Ralph where we left off yesterday. Rabbi Kiva is Scottish lay Varsay the Barakabal Savoy. the Rabbi Kiva got engaged, famous stories brought down in Subas and elsewhere uh, that Rabbi Kiva got engaged to the daughter of Kabbalah Kabbalah was one of the wealthiest men in Yerushalayim. He was called Kabbalah Savoy because any dog who came in there to his house left full. Kalba Sabu, he came out satiated. He was very wealthy, very generous man. But he was upset that um, that his daughter got engaged to Rebekiva. Gemara here doesn't tell us, but Gemara tells us that Rebekiva was actually his shepherd. He was an ignorant shepherd. And uh, the daughter, his daughter, Kalba Sabu's daughter, was a very fine, religious, uh, modest woman. And uh, uh, and uh, she got engaged to Rebekiva under the condition that he would go sit and learn. So Shama Kabbalah, he heard about this. He was very upset that his daughter got engaged to this lowly shepherd. Uh, so he made an editor that uh, uh, that they would not, could not, uh, all his assets were forbidden to both of them, to the husband and wife, to his daughter and the son of Lord Bekiva. She got engaged to him, got, in, got engaged. Well, he heard that she got, in, he heard that he got engaged. When he got engaged, that's when he forbade Hanoah. Then she got married to Bisnasibale Besito or Besitva. She got she got made, got married in the winter, in the or in the fall in the winter when it was cold. Rashi here puts it together, other puts it together. That's that's one phrase. Some say that it's not like she got married to him, but then the next part of it happened in the winter. But it's Rashi, it's Mashma that got engaged, got married in the winter. And they slept on straw. They have they were poor, they were what we call dirt poor, and they uh, they had nothing. And all they had was a little straw to sleep on. And he was pulling out the pieces of straw from her hair. Rashi says his hair, Ron says her hair. He told her, if I would have money, if I would have a, if I would have enough, if I would be wealthy enough, if I would buy you a beautiful gold, uh, it was called like a gold necklace with the picture of Yushalayim on it. Some learn a little bit differently. That it was called the Yushalayim Shel Zahab. Uh, Yushalayim did the Habas, Yushalayim of Zahab. I would buy that for you. But they were very poor, destitute. Us Eliyahu, Hashem uh, uh, sent down Eliyahu and Navi, Idmele Lahon Keinsha, and he appeared like a person. Eliyahu appeared like a regular commoner. The Karla Baban, he was knocking at the door. Amal, he called at the door. Amalahu, he said to them, Hubbly Portative, can you give me a little bit of straw? The eldest is because my wife has given birth. Leslie met him like when I have nothing to lay her on. I don't even have a piece of straw to lay her on. So could you could you lend me a little bit of, of your straw? Uh, and this was to encourage him to show them, to show that Rabbi Kiva showed his wife, there are people who are poorer than us. We at least have a little straw. This guy's got nothing. I'm a lover of Akiva, Lynch say, Chazi, look, Chazi, look at this man. He doesn't even any, any, have any straw. <laughs> you see here. You know, not not regarding the story, but the way the words in the Gemara are very similar to Yushami. If you're learning Yushami now, that that Aramaic is like different. Like in regular, we'd say Afilatibna Lesle. It says Lo Isle. It's another way. It's a little bit, you know, a strange Elish. Anyway, Amrle Zil Go made a deal that if I marry you, you would go sit and learn. I want you to go to the yeshiva. Azul Tarte Sari. Uh, he went there and he was there for 12 years and Tartisari is 12 years he went to learn there for 12 years 
Kamei to Rabbi He learned in the yeshiva, he learned by the Rosh Hashiva's Rabbi Lezer Rabbi Shua with Rabbanim. Lameshlam, he learned it for 12 years. And he didn't come home. Lameshlam talked to Sarishanim when 12 years was up. Ka'asal, basically, came home. He, he returned home. And he returned home. Here, the Gemara doesn't say it. The Gemara Tzibah says that he returned home already with 12,000 students. Uh, 12,000 pairs of students, possibly. Shama Minachari Basi heard from behind the house when he, as he was approaching the house, the Kamarla Chad Russia, some evil man there. He's called a Saban uh, or an elderly person here. He's called a Russia. Let's call to his wife. Shapra of Your father did good that he that he took you out of his will. That he that he uh, you know he cut you out of all his assets. Number one, you come from a wealthy home and you married this lowly shepherd. He, he's not in your class at all. Ba'od. He's left you to be a uh, a living a living widow your entire life. Number one, you should have married in the first place. And look what he's done to you. You're like a living widow. You don't live with your husband. If he would listen to me, I would let him, I would say, go back and learn another 12 years. I know he's on his way home. I would say, let him go back to years. Omar, when Rebekah heard that whole, the obvious she's given me permission. She wants me to go back and learn. I'm going to go back. And he went back to the yeshiva. Then he came back. He was there another 12 years in the yeshiva, a total of 24. Also, when he came back home, after 12 more years, he went back with 24,000 pairs of students, like 48,000. He came back with a lot of students. Everybody heard that a Rosh Hashiva was coming to town. The whole city went out to greet him. Bafi She also, his wife went out to greet him. Omerlah, he said to her, uh, that same Russia apparently that said before to her, uh, if it's the same one still alive, he said to her, where are you going? Where are you going? You, you're dressed in rags. You, you're not, you were going out to meet a Russian rabbi. Where are you going? So she responded, the post commission says that the righteous person knows the soul of his animal. Rashi in one shot says that they didn't really, she didn't really know who she was greeting. Either she knew that it was her husband or that they know they're going out to a tzaddik. A tzaddik won't uh, diminish a lowly person. A tzaddik knows that, uh, you know, who it is. Rashi says this, that he won't embarrass me, you know, even though I'm dressed regularly, but he knows who I am, uh, even though I'm not dressed like, uh, like, in a, in a, like in a, you know, in yunt of clothes, you know, like everybody else. Some say she didn't know, but she said a tzaddik is not going to embarrass somebody I can embarrass somebody so I can come out the way I'm dressed. Also, last Tuesday, she came out to, to see him. The rabbis pushed her away. Again, Ksubis, remember, it says that she fell down at his feet and, they, and his, uh, his uh, assistants, or Bekiva's assistants, pushed her away. Amalani said to him, let her be. Everything that I, mine and yours, in other words, our Torah that we've learned, mine and yours, you're the rabbis, and me belongs to her. She's the one who sent me to the yeshiva. She's the one who put up with my absence. So listen to her. Shama Kabbasabuah heard that a that a great uh, that you know great rabbi has come. Also the Ishal Nidre. And he came, he was show he went to Tarshadarm. Doesn't say it here, but Rabbi, in the Ksubis it says it was Rabbi Kiva himself. In other words, it was Rabbi Kiva himself. She went, he went to be modern utter. And now we have heard that Rabbi Kiva, that her that her husband, you know, that her husband was this Hashiva guy. You know, first he thought he was a lowly shepherd. Now we heard who it was. Everybody went out to greet him, the cover they gave him. So he went to be shown the netter. 
and and she was and they was show on the netter. That's the the gears that we have here is of Ishra no that period. Ishlan he was show on the netter. The Ranan Amit Beis tells us expands a little bit on the story, and he said that what really happened there. Her father heard about it, and Morris over there says the uh, that it was Rabbi Kiva himself who was the rabbi who was maternetta for him, right? Uh, and, and what was how was he? What was the pesach for the netter? He said, "Well, had you known that your son-in-law was going to be a rabbi, would you have made the netter?" He said, "No, and I known even uh, that he was going to learn one parak or one halacha, I wouldn't have uh, objected to the marriage." So then Ron brings down that. Lachari, he became a rabbi later on. And that's like a new thing. We learned before at the beginning of the Masef that ain't postman and that ain't postman uh, Nola. It's something that didn't take place yet. Or had you known this was going to happen? In other words, the way you show a lot of netter is that he says, oh, had you known such and such when you made the netter, you would have made it. So because the netter was like a mistake. That's how they mounted the netter. But this was something he became a Tamachachim later on. So that's Nola. That's a new thing. So how can he be showing that? So he says, well, that he... he, he even at the time, even before he learned his the, the agreement with his wife was with the daughter of Lakavasur was that he was, she was going to marry him on the condition he was going to go sit and learn. So it was already known that Aldashi Asasofer Nasa she married him, and therefore it's not Nola because had he known that they got engaged under those conditions, which were already extant at that time, right? It was already no, at that time when they got engaged, it was already agreed that he was going to learn. So had they had he known that he wouldn't have made the net, and that's how he was uh, that's how he was uh, mantra. The netter, and he says over there, uh, it rush says it that he that that's how he himself was mounted the netter. Uh, so yes, uh, I feel very good. Right, he will dash as so for Nasa. He says it's here too. So it was it was Rabbi Kiva himself. He says over there the Gemara Mksubis there explains that Rabbi Kiva himself was mounted the netter. So that's the story with Rabbi Kiva now. Uh, we're talking no here gear. about stories of miracles, etc. No yeah, so that we learned before that that you could uh, be maternetter even for family members. We had that before through Yochum at the beginning of the second member. Family members, it's himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it wasn't himself. Rabakiva was being maternetter for a Kabo Savoy, that he was gonna be he was gonna right, be the, the beneficiary. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's you know, he could do that. All right. So the Gemara now says Vishraya and he became wealthy. Rabbi Kiva became wealthy uh, from that, right? The Gersa is Vishtari Menechse. And once uh, he was Matanetter, uh, Rabbi Kiva became wealthy from Kabbalah Sabu'a's uh, um, assets. Now, then Igmar says, Min Shays Mili from six things, or from six different people, six different stories, Yat Rabbi Kiva became wealthy from six stories. Then Kabbalah Sabu'a, that's number one, because his father in law gave him money once uh, he was Matanetter. I mean, I live the Smusa from the ram of a ship. The, what, what means the ram ship? There was customary that every ship that went out, you know, was dangerous in those days. They would make a ram's head to put as a, um, what's that thing you call it? The front of the ship, at the bow of the mast ship. Huh? Like a masthead. No, not the thing that goes, not the thing that the masthead. They, mast they, the masthead they would put there, they would make out of a ram because a ram uh, is quick or whatever. Uh, and they would, uh, they would, uh, you know, that's a sign that it goes back. And for good mazel, Ron, uh, Ron says that they would do it um, uh, like uh, make it out of, out of wood. The nachesh, it's more like for a good luck charm. It should run fast. 
probably not a ram's head. It's more like an ayal, like a, a gazelle, right? Because uh, what runs fast, a ram doesn't run so fast, a, a gazelle runs fast. So maybe it's an I, maybe it's an ayal, not an ayil. Anyway, so they would have like a, uh, uh, you know, this shape of a deer, a, a, a gazelle that runs quickly, and they would put that at the front of the ship. Uh, they would make something of that sort, that kind of a, uh, um, of a, of a, you know, a good luck charm, and it was made out of wood. Zimnachada and Shayel kept one time. Now they left it on the, they forgot this masthead on the seashore. Also, also he came found Ashkei, and he found it. Now what happened? He tell the Ron tells you also that they used to fill, they used to fill it with uh, coins, with money. That was like the uh, that, that was like the safe also of the ship. They would put money in there. And one time they forgot it on the seashore and he found it. So he found it. And I guess it uh, didn't have a simon, whatever. So he was able to keep it or he knew it was Goyim. Whatever it was, that <laughs> this is the second thing that he became wealthy from. He had countless of his fortune and he made got a lot of money from this, uh, from this uh, masthead. Uh, and also from a chest, like a treasure chest. This is once gave four Zuzer. himself said, look, you guys go out on the ocean. He told the sailors, here's four Zuz. Uh, bring me something. You know, you travel overseas. Bring me something worthwhile from this four Zuz. The only thing they find El Gamza. They found like a box, a chest, a coffee also on the seashore. Uh, see where they gave it to him. And they said, I'm really, listen, this is all we got so far, not worth much. Abed Marna left, wait here with it. You could sit on it, uh, like, you know, sit on sit on the thing. Do we bring you something more? We obviously didn't bring you much worth a little box here. It's not worth that. Four was a lot, was a lot of money. Uh, so, uh, wait here till we find something else. But it turns out the Havi Mali Dinray, right? It was, turns out that this box was full of, of, of cash, full of coins. So one time a ship had sunk. And all the money, you know, they used that really as a, also like, like the money that's in the masthead in the previous story, here the money was in the streets. It was the safe. It was the safe that they put all their money in. And it turned out it was full of money. So that's and it was found at that point. In other words, it was, I guess it was a, uh, a safe box that, uh, that from a ship that had sunk and this had washed ashore. And that's what they found. So that's the third thing that Obikiva became wealthy from, right? One from Kabbalah Savur, two from the masthead, the, the masthead that had the money in it. Now from this Treasure chest it turns out to be a treasure chest. It was his chest, but it's not a man chest. Chest. The men do surkisa seems to be a misprint. And he says on the side that it's orchesi shmeilim, but Rashi and the Ran neither bring it down, so it's probably a, a mistake. It's a variation of min mechain umin matronisa, and also from the ma- a matron. Now, what was the story with the matron? What was on this? So the Ran here tells a story that one time Rabbi Kiva needed some money for the yeshiva. The Rekiva and his students needed money. Which yeshiva doesn't need money? <laughs> They're always in a yeah. deficit, right? So he needed money. They had to go borrow money like every like everybody else, right? So he went and he borrowed money from this shiksa, this noble Roman woman. 
And she told her, Akiva, okay, I'll lend you the money. And you're the, you're the borrower. And God and the sea will be your guarantors. Dabra. So then she gave a certain time to, to uh, pay back the money. When the time came, she, uh, Rabbi Kiva was sick and uh, wasn't able to pay back. So she went to the sea. She stood there by the seashore and she said, Shalom, you know that Rabbi Kiva is sick and he can't pay back right now, but you are the Arab, you're the guarantor. So right away, what happened? A nace happened. Rabbi Shalom made some daughter of a Caesar go crazy. And she took a, a treasure chest full of precious stones and gold coins and she threw it into the ocean and it washed up ashore at this uh, Shiksa's feet. She got day back. Okay. Right. And, and she brought him and she and the, the, she, she got all this money. Okay, she took the money and she went. Eventually, Rabakiva uh, recovered from his illness and he gathered the money. I guess he probably went around snoring in the in the shuls and he collected the money to pay back the shiksa. He went to pay her back. And she said, and she told him, listen, um, she said, no, listen, your, your, your loan has already been paid back. I went to the Oreg, to the guarantor who paid me back. And he, pay, and he paid me back plus, right? Paid me back plus. And, and I'm giving you back the extra. I only want back, I only wanted back what the original loan was. Otherwise it's ribbons. Ribbons, it's okay. But anyway, she, she was nice and she didn't want any more than the original loan. So the extra part that she gained from the precious stones she gave that to Rabbi Kiva, and that's another way, another way that he became wealthy. That's the fourth, fourth uh, source of his wealth. Umin shel turnus rupus, right? You've heard the name Rufus. Rufus is a common name among the Goyim, right? This is where it comes from. Turnus Rufus. Rashi says, Rufus. Maybe Turnus means like a, a master or some title of distinction. Uh, so from the wife of Turnus Rufus. Now, how did he have money from the wife of Turnus Rufus? Here, Ron, Ron tells us the story. Take a look at the Ron, the first Ron on the right side at the top of the page. Rebekiva used to, um, he was a, he was this, uh, um, you know, I guess you call him a lord or some sort. This guy Rufus was a lord, Lord Rufus. And uh, he would always argue with Rebekiva uh, about Sukkim, about Torah, about religion. They always fought. So Rebekiva would defeat him with bringing Sukkim before the, this Caesar. And, you know, fight with him. One time, this uh, Rufus, uh, Lord Rufus, came home and he was very upset because Rebekiva had defeated him again in a debate. Why are you so upset? He said, Why are you so like, upset, angry? He always beats me and he always, uh, he's argumentative with me and he always defeats me. So she said to him, You know what? Their God, Sonezima, hates. Uh, licentious hates, you know, uh, znus. Um, and tell me, Rishus, give me permission. I'll seduce him. I'll seduce him. With your permission, I'll seduce him. And and then we'll defeat him that way. So he allowed his wife to go seduce Rebekiva. And she dressed herself up. And she was a beautiful woman. She went to Rebekiva. So Rebekiva saw her. Rock, Shachak, uh, he did three things when he saw her. He spat, he laughed, and he cried. So she said to him, what, 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 what is this? I come to you and you spit and you laugh and you cry. 
I'll tell you, I'll explain two of them. And the third one, Shlishi Lafash. I'm not going to explain the third one. What was that? Rakakti I spat Al because you come from a sour source, from a sour source. In other words, you come from your uh, your you come from uh, you know from from uh, spoiled sperm, so to speak. Rachisi, I cried, Al Shufra the Bolivar, I cried on this beauty, you're a beautiful woman. And I cried for this beautiful woman who is one day going to rot in the earth like everybody else. You know, such beauty to uh, to be decomposed in the ground is a sad thing. I'm crying for that. Why did he Why did he um, Why did he laugh? Why did he laugh? Should Baruch Kodesh, he saw in he saw he had the Holy Spirit in him. Uh, he saw Shasidalis guy that eventually, after her husband dies, after Rufus kicks the bucket, as we say, after Rufus dies. She's going to be Megayer. She's going to convert. Ulinaslan, she's going to marry him. He didn't want to tell her. It wasn't right to tell her, you know, one day you're going to be, she's married to this guy right now. She didn't want to tell him that. Can you do Tshuva in, in, in your religion? Hey, yeah, you can do Tshuva. She went, been his and she was Megayer. Because she realized that you know she was a slut and everything else, everything. she married him eventually. And she brought him a lot of money. She brought him a lot of money. This is the fifth source of his money. All right, she was married. She was married to a lord. He died. She got the money, and she brought him a lot of money. That's his fifth source of wealth. So Bekiva eventually had a lot of money. Huh? She was probably gone by then. She was probably gone by then. Haidiktia. Uh, so the last source, right? The last source, the Gemara goes on, the top line of the Gemara, we just explained, is the story we just said. was a guy. And he got money, uh, and he was also very wealthy. And we'll see why he's called Ketia. The, 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 the Ran and Rashi both don't tell the story. They tell, say refer to the Gemara and Avodazar. I'm reading to you now from the Gemara and Avodazar. You don't have it in front of you. Um, what happened was the story was like this. My Mars says, What's what's the story of Kiva Shalom? My my David Kisra, there was a, a Caesar again, a, a Roman king. David Sonahuri hated the Jews. That's strange. He hated the Jews, isn't that strange? Right? He hated the Jews. He said to all his uh, his council of the elders there, Mishalon Imbarak, if a person gets a ward on his foot. Should he cut it off and live peacefully? Or should he leave it there, be it star, and suffer? They said you should cut off the ward. He referred, he was referring to the Jews as a ward. You know, all the kingdoms had Jews and they always wanted to get rid of them. Basham was one of the advisors that said, you won't be able to. You won't be able to kill all of them. It says, I uh, like like the four winds of the world of the of the heavens, like the four uh, you know, uh, like the four winds of the world, I have spread you out. My come, what does it mean that? My come, If it means like I've made you as strong because I've spread you out to the four corners of the world, which should say I spread you out to the four corners of the world. If he meant if he meant that uh, I'm spreading you out in those directions. Ella, this is what he means. The winds of the world, like the uh, the Gulf Stream, the Gulf Stream, and all these streams, all the winds of the world, uh, they help the world to exist. Without all these winds and gravity, etc., without all the physics, it wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. The world cannot exist without the Jews. 
If you if you destroy the Jews, you destroy the world. They also called you. They will call you a uh, a crippled kingdom that you know you kill you kill a good section of your people. Maybe that's why he was called Ketiyah Bar because he said you'll be called a crippled uh, crippled kingdom. That's probably got, many times we find that the name is based on the incident in the story. Anyway, Amrle. So the king responded to him. This is right. coming. You're right. You have a good point. Whoever beats the king in uh, in you know in an argument will be sent to, like to a furnace. Rashi here says bias offer you'll be killed. when they took him when they took him out to be killed. So again, a noble woman there said to the ship that goes out who comes into the harbor without paying the tax. In other words, you're going out without paying the tax, meaning Rashi says here that that you're being killed for the Jews and you don't even have the schus of the Jews. You didn't, you didn't convert and become one of them and get their share, like the, the, the Jews are going to get a great share. You're defending the Jews without even getting the benefit of being a Jew. Nafal Rashi fell and said, so he fell, he fell on, his, on his Arla, cut, he, in other words, he mouthed himself, he circumcised himself at that point. While he was being taken out to be killed, he, he circumcised himself to join the Jews. Amra, Amar Yavas Marse, and uh, I, I've given my taxes. In other words, I, I joined the Jews, right? And let you know, me go in. When they threw him into the furnace, all my assets go to Rabakiva and his friends and his associates. Yes, Rabakiva, Rabakiva went up to Dorish. Pusik says, when it comes to Lechem Aponim or the other Matlas Kahuna, what does it say? The Machzal Aaron, Machzal It doesn't say the Kohanim. It says Aaron Uvanov, half to Aaron, half to everybody else. Baskal went out and said that Ketiyah Basham is going to get a share in all of Abba. He mouthed himself, became part of the Jews, even though he could get a share in all of Abba, even if he's not a Jew. There are Tzadikah Musalam, but he's going to get a share in all of Abba. Rebbe, Rebbe, Krat of Arma, Yesh Kona Lama B'Sha'ach, Yesh Kona Lama B'Kamashanim. Sometimes it takes a long time to acquire your world, and sometimes in one second, he acquired his world. So that's another source. That was the sixth source of Kriya Bar Shalom's wealth. Next story, in the second line of the Gemara, Ganda, he also, there's stories about this, about attaining wealth and stories with uh, uh, sailors. Rav Ganda, so he gave horses to some sailors. Bring me something of value. They couldn't find anything. For the horses, they bought him, they bought him a little monkey. The donkey ran away. All the hearts went into some hole there. They dug into the hole to find him. They find they found him crouching on some uh, on some pearls on some precious stones. They brought him all to to this Rav Gamda. Uh, they brought him all the whole thing. Here, the Ron points out that it was meaning since it was his monkey that they were going, he was entitled to half. The Mepharshim say, but the other half. Iran says over here, I said, called Chasidus It wasn't that he was really entitled to all the pearls. He got the he got the monkey, but through the monkey they found the pearls. So they gave him all the pearls. Uh, they were pearls, whatever they gave him, they gave him all the pearls. Uh, but technically, halachically, he was entitled to half, and they would be entitled to the other half. But they were Midas Chasidus. They gave him everything. Bas Another famous story. We have this with different rabbanim who were very good looking. 
uh, who, are, who are, or, or were not good looking. Um, they, in this case, uh, the daughter of the seas, again, the king's daughter said to Yeshua and Hanania, Tarmafor, it's a beautiful glorified Tarmafor, but Klimachor in an ugly vessel because you are not very good looking. Amrlei, Limdim Beisavich, learn from your father's house. The Mama Nichinyayin, where do they keep the wine? Do they store the wine in gold and silver or in Amrlei, uh, we store it in earthenware vessels. Amrlei, Everybody puts it in earthenware vessels. Batun, you, Bamani Dipachar, you're also going to put in earthenware vessels. You're very wealthy. You're the king's daughter. You should put your wine in vessels of silver and gold. Also, she went. She told all the servants, put all the wine in vessels of gold, silver and gold. The Sarian, of course, it turned sour. Amalah. Afarisakane. I guess this didn't happen in one second, but Amal Afarisakane, same thing with the Torah. Okay. The Torah is the same way. The Torah lives better in somebody who's not good looking. I says the Gemara, here's Afarisakane. Amalaya, so she, she told him, Vaika Shapira and Vikamara. And they're also good looking rabbis who learn. Amalah, who are well who are well versed and who are coming to call you have a son who have a Gemara and Tvei. If they would be ugly, they would, they would. Even bigger, bigger because that's the idea that, uh, um, yeah, that, yeah, in other words, that they don't want to be good looking, they don't want their tithes to get the best of them. So, if they wouldn't be good looking, they would be bigger. Woman came before Rabbiuda from the dinner. There was a case, she brought him to the Besden of Rabbiuda. Um, and the court, the court ruled. Apparently, wasn't the only rabbi there, but it was the court reformed and she turned out to be guilty. she said, "Shmuel would your Rebbe Shmuel, Shmuel, would Rebbe Shmuel also judge this way?" but you know Shmuel, you know my Rebbe. I know him. Gutsi, he's short, but Rabbi, he's a big fat guy. Rabbi Karisa, he's got a big belly. Ucham, he's also, he's like, he's got black, Rabbi he's got black and big teeth, big buck teeth. Not a good looking man. Amrullah, Levzuikas, you're coming to shame him. You should be put in shame, you should be put under the ban and excommunicated. Paka, she went, Paka, she burst open a mason, she died. She died through the curse. She was found guilty. I don't know if she paid whatever she was hired to pay. But uh, she died because of she was making fun of a great rabbi. So we said that in the Mishnah, when you forbade yourself from eating a tafshil, which we said is a shriveled up egg. So the Gemara here explains what that is. My an evid, a servant who knows how to prepare this shriveled egg. Uh, alpha dinray shavi shavi alpha dinray. He's worth a thousand dinners. He's worth a lot of money. If you can find a uh, um, a, a who knows how to do that, what, what does he do? The ma'ayla alpha Number one, number one has to pass through. Uh, we'll see what the value of this small egg is. Take an egg and you pass it through hot water a thousand times. But alpha zimdav and then a thousand times in cold water. Until it shrivels up and, and shrinks in size. So it can be swallowed whole. You can't swallow an egg normally whole, but if you shrink it down to a very small size, it can be swallowed whole. What's the advantage? 
if a person has, let's say, an ulcer or some internal wound, when he swallows this egg, the egg sticks, it attaches itself to the wound. It has this quality, this uh, small egg, attaches itself to the wound. The Chadnafka, and when he passes the egg whole out of his body, the doctor knows my sama mitboyla. He knows which remedy to give him. In other words, he looks at the uh, he, the doctor gives him this tiny shriveled up. It's a tiny egg. You can understand that modern medicine does these kind of things too, right? They take something that put it inside and it attaches itself to the wound. And then when he passes it, they can look at the egg and see which remedy he needs over my mitzi and how he will be healed. And that's a big that's a big thing. Shmuel have Shmuel had a similar thing. He didn't have, I guess he didn't have the small shriveled up egg. You need a, you need a very expensive uh, evet and you need a long process to, to prepare the egg. He checked himself for kulcha. Kulcha, on the side he says, Kel Shokub, it's a stalk of a cabbage. But the Ran says, Bekulcha, lo yadati mahu. Here we find the Ran uses the same lotion as Rashi sometimes. I'm not sure what it is, right? It, it wasn't sure what it is, or Ron says he Shmuel didn't know how to make the tomato, so he checked himself with this sort of a plant, the stalk of a plant. Not clear what it is. Ad the mistatrin in Shebesa la saran. What happened was, is he would he would swallow this thing again in order to attach itself to his wound, but uh, the it checked him so much that he was very he would faint. It was such a hard thing. He faint. He swallowed this whole stalk, and he would faint. And the people of his house were were suffering. They were pulling their hair out, uh, out of you know, going out, going out of their minds because Shmuel looked like he was going to die. So that's what happened. So another another way. So he also similar to the case of the egg. He checked himself with this kind of a plant. So we learned like this. Yesterday we had that word klufsin was spyin or klufsin, the kind of a uh, a fig. Uh, Rashi said on yesterday's daf, it's a fig that's uh, uh, overripe. Uh, so if a man was working with these figs, let's say out in the field, when you're out in the field and you're working with apples, you're allowed to eat the apples from the tree. Whatever you're working on, you're allowed to eat that food, part of the, uh, part of the payment that a worker's entitled to. So if he was working with these kind of figs, like, I'm not sure you shouldn't eat the other kinds of figs. And so you're only allowed to eat for free the uh, figs that you're working with. So he was, if he was working with klufsin, he shouldn't eat benos sheva, another kind of fig. If he was working benos sheva, leyachal beklufsin, my klufsin, what are klufsin? Minitas, a kind of fig, the oven minon lafti. They make some sort of a pap, some sort of a like a compote, a compote, uh, compote of of, um, of out of these uh, figs. Ahu gavre diov abdo lechavre like more alpha mine lafti. A man, a man, so to speak, lent out or rented out his Ebed to another man. Number Person number one lent, uh, rented out his Ebed to person number two, alpha minilapte, to teach him how to make a thousand different kinds of this uh, path. Agmure Timnume, he taught him 800, right? Asmin So number two took number one to uh, to court. He says, "You, I, I rented him from you and I paid you good money for him to teach me a thousand different recipes of of uh, this uh, compot, and uh, he only taught me 800. I got cheated, so he brought him to a din Torah, the comment of four Rebbe. I'm Rebbe. Avaseinu Amru. Posik says in Eicha Nashinu Tova. We have forgotten prosperity. 
In other words, they want new prosperity and now we forgot it. Oh no, I feel a bayonet the road. We never even saw it. I mean, that you can make a thousand different, uh, you know, uh, recipes out of uh, the same kind of fig, a thousand recipes, whoever even heard something. Maybe our ancestors knew wealth and they forgot about it. We never even knew it. So he didn't take, apparently he didn't take the lawsuit seriously. Rebbe, another story with Rebbe, Rebbe Abadi Lula, the Rebbe Shimon Rebbe, he made a, a wedding party for his son, Rebbe Shimon, was his son, made a wedding. And uh, on the side, he says, Lakas Abre, Rebbe Shimon Abre, Lo Asmin Abakoy, he didn't invite Bar Kapara. He didn't invite Bar Kapara. Well, see, Bar Kapara was a Tamachov, who was also a Batchan. He would make people laugh. And he didn't want, uh, Rebbe didn't want him there to, he didn't want him to, he was afraid that if he would laugh, we'll see that. Rebbe, in the schus of Rebbe's suffering, the world didn't, didn't get punished. So Rebbe was never supposed to laugh. He was afraid that Rebbe kept Barakavar would make him laugh. So what did he do? Uh, so he looked at uh, Shem Rebbe, and, and Barakavar wasn't invited. He wasn't on the guest list. Kasvah based Ghana. So he wrote, Barakavar went and he wrote on the wedding uh, hall, uh, on the wedding hall, you know, outside he wrote on the hall, Esm Rabban Alphamri Buen Dinri Nafgal based Ghana Dem, 24,000 times 10,000, like uh, whatever it is, 240 million, you know, a lot of money was spent on uh, this uh, wedding party. I'll, I'll basically then on this wedding party. Below Asma, because they didn't invite Bakavar. And as you spent so much money and you couldn't have invited me as well, Amalei, and then he said to Rebbe, Imla over Ritzarokach, if Hashem gives so much wealth and good and good and prosperity too, uh, people who go against his rats and you're embarrassing and not inviting me. Certainly for people who do his wealth. In other words, he was putting Rebbe down and says, you know, you're not being nice. You're, you're embarrassing me. You didn't invite me. And Hashem gives you so much. Certainly So he invited him. And as he invited him, he said there was a reason why he didn't invite him because he didn't want to laugh. Uh, so he invited him. Omer. So then he said, oh, for those who do his world, world, you give him so much in this world, certainly Rebbe will have a big share in the next world. He was like a Batman, so he made up these kind of stories, but he wasn't really, I guess, that offended. Yom the the reason for all this was because the day that Rebbe would laugh, a punishment would come to the world, because in, in the, the world did not suffer because of Rebbe, the world did not suffer because Rebbe suffered. Now, his suffering, so to speak, atoned for the world. Um, so, um, right, so so because of his suffering, right, because he suffered, uh, there the, the world didn't suffer. But if he would laugh, in other words, he his suffering would be abated a little bit, the world would suffer, the world would be punished. Don't make me laugh. Uh, I'll give you 40 uh, measures of wheat if you uh, if you agree to not make me laugh. Uh, you should see the Shakilna. Okay, I agree to that, but you should make sure that, you know, make sure, see to it that whatever measure I want, you said 40 measures, I'll make whatever measure I have. The Shakilna, I'll take. He took a large basket. The baskets <laughs> were porous, right? They were made from willows, whatever. And he lined it with tar so that the wheat wouldn't fall out. The Sakhel ratio. And he turned it over on his head. Right? So, in other words, he put it like he made him laugh. He made a joke out of it. And he put this basket on his head. He said, Well, give me the 40 measures of uh, wheat that you promised me. 
And Rebbe saw that. Al Rebbe, he laughed, he smiled, and he laughed when he saw this uh, joke that Barbara was making. Didn't I warn you, didn't I warn you not to make me laugh? I'm just demanding the uh, wheat that, uh, you know, that you promised me. You, you promised me this, so that's what I'm asking for. Now, the next, this next line is like another story, but it's probably in the same, in the same, it happened at the same time with the, with the story with Shimon, the son of Rebbe's wedding, because the Gemara, tomorrow's Gemara is going to go on with that. Amalei Bar Kapar Labar say, the Rebbe, Bar Kapar said to Rebbe's daughter, to Rebbe's daughter, Lamacha Shatina Chamra Brikudadoch, tomorrow, as you see, you know, Rebbe is a pious man, always suffering and not laughing. Tomorrow, I'm going to drink wine, maybe meant tomorrow at the wedding. I'm going to drink wine while your father is dancing. And while your mother is singing or croaking or something and making some noise, you know, things that you're not used to, you're going to see this happen. This is what uh, Bar this is what Bar told Rebbe's daughter. Another story with the wedding of uh, Rebbe, of Rebbe's son, uh, Rabbi Shimon, we'll see that when we continue tomorrow, Mr. Shimon. Have a good day, everybody.